Journey of Zeno, Part 2. Learn to help and help to learn. In Episode 1, we learned of how Zeno, the wealthy and successful salesman of revered Phoenician dye, wound up many miles from home, penniless and forced to start again. As mentioned in the previous episode, some of the events dating back some two and a half thousand years ago have been subject to contention and speculation. However, there are some moments in the life of Zeno that are widely accepted and celebrated. Most notably, the events which occurred after his unceremonious arrival at Athens following the sinking of his cargo ship. Penniless at this moment, he would need to pick himself up again and start to build afresh. Arguably the first significant event in the course of Stoic history took place when Zeno visited a bookstore in the bustling metropolis. A day zero of sorts in the history of Stoic philosophy. It involves a bookstore, a mentor, and a new start. But before we get to the bookstore in Athens, we need to touch upon an earlier experience of Zeno. To help set the scene for the events which happened that day. It is said that Zeno, as a young man, keen to explore and to live the best life he could, sought out an oracle. An oracle was an individual who supposedly communicated the words of the gods. To most of the time they were a respected and revered member of ancient society. The oracle would advise a young Zeno that, to live the best life, you should have conversation with the dead. At the time it's possible that this didn't make too much sense to the young man. Either way, eventually, all would become clear. Zeno had been raised thoughtfully by his father, who had introduced him to the works of Socrates in his youth. Despite his hometown of Kition in Cyprus being actively pulled into conflict between Alexander the Great and various Persian invasions, Zeno had been raised in wealthy surroundings, with access to education and opportunity. The increasingly well-known works of Western philosophy was clearly something which appealed to Zeno's father, and he sought to instill the teachings to his son. Sometime following the shipwreck, the story goes that Zeno had been visiting a bookstore in Athens, and had learned that there would be a talk that day which would display and discuss the works of Socrates. The philosopher's ideas and theories already familiar to Zeno, he made the decision to attend. As the reader orated the works of Xenophon's memorabilia, Zeno was struck with an irreversible moment of clarity. Still reeling from his most unexpected and upending sailing disaster, Zeno was able to relate his own experience of hardship with the story he'd heard, known as the Choice of Heracles. I want to expand on that particular story in a later episode, but for the purpose of this, it is a tale of choice and of consequence, of an individual standing at a crossroads faced with two options, to live an easy life with little reward, or to take the difficult path for greater reward. The reward being virtue. Zeno accepted that life is challenging, and he was aware that to live with virtue, to do the right thing, to look after yourself in body, mind and soul, to live in accordance with nature, would not be an easy path. He knew that easy and right are not synonymous. In fact, sometimes they're complete opposites. Zeno would decide unequivocally which path he would take. He would realise that by being led by philosophy, he would be in conversation with the dead. The words and wisdom of those passed before him would guide him to the good life. Inspired by what he had heard that day, and knowing that Athens was a city full of academics, teachers and thinkers, Zeno approached the bookstore owner and asked, where could he find such a man for himself? Where could he find his own Socrates? The story goes that at the very moment of asking this question, the bookseller simply raised his hand and pointed across the crowded street toward a man known as Crates of Thebes, an established Athenian Socratic philosopher affectionately known 
as the door opener for his ability to entice large crowds seeking to learn from him. Crates took Zeno under his wing, and he engaged him in a multitude of lessons which would shape his view of the world and revise his view of himself. Believed to be proud of his image and reputation, he was challenged by Crates to carry around the city with him a pot of lentil soup, a supposedly embarrassing symbol of impoverishment. This would prove to be a lesson in humility for Zeno, and a step towards a stripped-down lifestyle. It would teach him not to covet material possessions, and also to shed the mindset or the ego that at one time separated him from those people living with less. He would prioritise learning, and the needs of others, over belongings and social status. Quite a journey for a man who was once living a wealthy life of relative ease. Whether he flaunted it or not, the difference in lifestyle would be striking. It was his humility that allowed him the capacity for change. All the money brought in through prosperous trade would give him comfort, but did not enrich his mind. It did not give him the wealth that philosophy did, even if he lived on bread and wore simple robes. In Zeno's mind, he was now a rich man. He would later exclaim, I made a prosperous voyage when I suffered a shipwreck. Although his arrival in Athens had not been by choice, an event out of his control, he had chosen to engage in a life of virtue. Zeno had seen the wisdom available in Crates and in the works of Socrates before him. He placed his trust in them as teachers and mentors. Have you ever done the same? Picked up a book or met the right person who would enable you to change your mind, to change your actions? If we choose our mentors wisely, we're in good hands. A friend or leader with true and good intentions can help us exponentially. Maybe you are that person. Maybe your words carry weight with those around you. Whilst we learn, we help, and whilst we help, we learn. We've looked at Zeno's first steps today, but how did he take the lessons learned and apply them to real life? How did he live his philosophy? How did he go on to attract a crowd of like-minded individuals to form a distinct school of philosophy which has evolved and has stood the test of time? In the next episode, we look at how Zeno would take on and employ the teachings of Crates, where he would establish himself in Western philosophy under the painted porch in Athens. Hi everyone, Gavin here. Once again, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Stoic Moment podcast. We really appreciate all of the support you've been giving us. This is our usual reminder to tell you that we're on all the social media platforms and the podcast streams on all major streaming platforms too. If you want to reach out and send us a message, we would really love to hear from you. And if you feel like you'd like to connect with the podcast by way of endorsement or sponsorship, and you feel you have something in common with what we're doing here on the show. Truly, we would love to hear from you. Okay, everyone, take care.